Welcome to another session with the Market Dominance Guys, a program about the innovators, idealists, and entrepreneurs who thrive and die in the high-stakes world of building a startup company. We explore the cookbooks, guidebooks, and magic beans needed to grow your business. So let's get going. Listening to the Market Dominance Guys with your host, Chris Beal of Connect and Sell and Corey Frank of Uncommon Pro. A lot goes into building a surfboard. In fact, depending on the expertise and the quality of the board, there can be upwards of 39 steps from start to finish. It's definitely not a fast process and takes a skilled surfer on the shaper to know what a particular board size or shape will actually do in the water. Uh, take Dick Brewer, the undisputed 83-year-old grandmaster surfboard shaper from Hawaii. Dick has designed boards that surfing legends have used all over the world. And I'm talking like the big guys like Laird Hamilton or Garrett McNamara and others. He says he's made more than 50,000 boards in his lifetime, in fact. Uh, Garrett McNamara says that he makes the kind of boards that I can trust my life on. And Dick doesn't take that trust lightly since Garrett, as some of you know, regularly hunts waves of 100 feet plus to ride. And uh, even today at 83, Dick Hand makes about 200 boards a year, always putting his crisp, neat signature on each of them with a pencil. And some of his boards um, go for as much as $12,000. And Dick's fundamental innovation was to shape the nose and the tail of the board into a teardrop rather than an oval, which is used for years allowing the board to cut into the water more precisely and help surfers ride inside the tube of the wave. This was revolutionary at the time and is credited with helping explode the sport and explode the skills and confidence of the big wave riders and also help newer folks try their hand at the sport. And in the previous episode of the Market Dominance Guys, we compared the surfboard, the tool of the surfboard, to the words or the scripts that are used in your sales pitch. And the surfer, the professional salesperson who wields and performs those words with an exciting tone and pace and delivery. And so in this week's episode, I ask our own grandmaster sales pitch shaper, Chris Beal, about the critical nature of focusing on the first seven seconds of your call to establish true trust and how that simple revelation was akin to Dick's innovation of shaping the tail of the board into a teardrop and how Chris's innovation brought about a very similar revolution in our sales craft. This is the Market Dominance Guys in this week's episode entitled, The Best Surfer Out There is the One Having the Most Fun. When Chris Voss said, right now to me that evening when he said you need to show this person that you're competent to solve a problem they have right now it was the words right now that blew my brain up 
because I just suddenly realized, wait a minute, the problem this person has right now is me. And it turns out the secret to the whole damned thing is for me to actually say I am the problem and offer a solution to the problem yeah. that is me. Yeah. Yeah. And that moves the trust needle every time. And this is where our customers, when we teach them this, get confused because they then go back to, to the traditional model and say, yeah, but did it produce a meeting? And that's not the point. The point is, the point is 103 million, right? That was, yeah. As I said, 100 and this little test drive here, right? At 103 or 108, I think it was, million bits of information, most of which were not in the words. This is the other part that's hard for people to understand is within those seven seconds, I can only get out so many words. I can probably say 40 words, right? So let's try to see how many words there are. I know I'm in an interruption, that's five. Can I have 27 seconds to tell you why I called? That's 11. So 16 words are emitted during that time. So those 16 words average, in this case, I think, six or seven characters each. So 16 times six times eight, right? 16 times six times eight. So that's only about 768 bits of information. Yeah. That's not very much, right? 768 bits. And yet, those 16 words took seven seconds. And in those seven seconds, there are 140,000 bits of information that I've emitted. Well, all the rest of it's tone of voice. It's prosody. It's what do I sound like? It's who do I sound like? It's do I sound like somebody you can trust? So this brings down the talent issue to something that's really people don't think about, which is the quality of the voice. I'll call it the obvious sincerity of the human being who is having that first seven second conversation is the key to market dominance. The script's purpose, the 768 bits of information, its role is to be like a surfboard. The job of the surfboard is not to ride the wave. Throw surfboards in the ocean all day long and you will not have very many artistic wave riding experiences. Surfboards just bob around and do whatever they do and every once in a while, one of them kind of comes in on a wave and stays on it for a while. Nothing very interesting happens. You put a surfer on the surfboard, constrained by the surfboard, right? They can't walk around anywhere else on the water. They can only walk around in that little tiny, little floaty thing that they got underneath them and a fairly small amount of that. But if their skill is high and their courage is there, yeah. you know what they're doing? Within that script that is the surfboard, they can express their personality. Well, let me talk about that for a second. I love, first of all, I love that analogy. The script is your surfboard. The surfer is the tone and the sincerity and who wields that tool. Yes. So James, what's the gentleman's name? James Wahlberg. He does the videos. I, I love his Thornburg. Thornburg, right? And I love his breakthrough script, but his value prop that he delivers that... I think that's where the hiccup is because his tone is exceptional. Right? Yes. Very empathetic. His pacing is, is a master class. His body language just gets into it, right? I mean, he doesn't have 100, 
uh, calls, right? He has a hundred call. He has one call a, a hundred times. I mean, he is just the ice man. He does not leave his wingman. I love it. But it just seems that the far be it for me. I don't know. I, I respect the hell out of him for doing it, but it seems like he could use some help on his, on that, that initial big idea. That seems to be where he's missing, I think, a lot of his success. Now, granted, it's not the sexiest product, but I still think that's irrelevant. Yeah. Well, it, it's a pure trust product, too. I mean, it's got the issue that it's, it's a funny kind of software, right? Yeah. It's not going to do this analysis. He is reluctant to talk about a breakthrough because of his own personality. I've actually taken him through the entire messaging workshop. And this is what I do a lot of now is messaging workshops. And the more sophisticated somebody is, the less likely they are to like the, the message that we come up with. Yeah, I think, still thinking. I think he's close. I think really he's, he's so close. He's close. But I'm happy to have him out there, you know, amusing the masses, right? Yeah. It, it works like crazy. But it, it is true that the surfboard constrains the performance. But I'd rather have a master surfer on a shitty surfboard than the other way, than me on the best surfboard in the world. You know, you put me out there on a wave and you're not going to get much because <laughs> I won't even get up on the board, right? But it does say that our talent management is we should be looking for, like the guys at 511 Enterprises do this. So they hire people who are graduates of a couple of the religious schools up there in Redding, California. And they hire them because they were on a mission to help these people stay in the Redding area. And so if they could get them sales jobs you know, and put them in this inside sales organization that they run on an outsource basis, then that would help their mission. So they're kind of a nonprofit for a while, and then they became a profit-making entity and now a serious business. And what we call it is package sincerity on steroids. So they hire people who've been through a sincerity filter. It's not average people who go to school at these places. These are people who are of, of above-average sincerity and then these people can be scripted. They can be given a surfboard and taught to surf, but they have good balance. You know, that's like sincerity is like good balance, right? If you want to be a great surfer, you got to have good balance. Now, this analogy, I think, plays all the way out in a fascinating way. And again, it is the exact opposite of how people think about it. I had a messaging workshop yesterday with the manager and some other people, and his paradigm was this. Well, my reps need to be themselves. They need to be creative. <laughs> yeah. and I said, well, they need to be themselves. They need to, but they need to be identical each time. Yeah. And it's their voice that's going to carry this. Of the how many bits did we? We had a lot of bits in here. One hundred and forty thousand bits in a seven-second conversation, in which less than a thousand of those bits are the words. Yeah, be yourself. You know, I work a lot with Oren Clef. His new book comes out today. Threat, by the way. And he has a bit that he uses. He was on London Real with Brian Rose a, a year or two ago. And Brian says, you know, Warren, in a high stakes sales pitch, when this is your craft and your profession, can't you just be yourself? <laughs> and he says, be yourself. Terrible idea. You're not that good. Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld do not go on stage for a three minute set at the comedy store or in Carson and be themselves. Right. It takes 30 hours to condense it to three minutes. Like Mark Twain. Mark Twain used to go through his words and his manuscripts. And if he could take out words, every other word, and it still made sense, he'd leave the words out. 
If you took the word and it changed the fundamental meaning of it, like Hemingway, every word is, is very compact and appropriate versus the superfluous. Tarantino, you could create, you could exhume three minutes of different scripts and it stays the same. The art isn't there, but the meaning is still the same. So yeah, be yourself, terrible idea. Terrible idea. Express your true belief in something, absolutely a great idea. Yeah. This is the other part that I find so fascinating. The salesperson has to be selling something. So first they have to get trust. That takes seven seconds to move the trust needle. Then they have to sell something. And the question is, if I want to consistently go through a market and own that market, I want to dominate that market, I better be selling the same thing over and over. That thing can't be my product because my product being software, no matter what it is now is always software, is too adaptable. So it can't any longer say, you know what, Corey, see this? This, you know, you got to have one of these. And the reason you got to have it, it's got a little cover on it and that protects the inside and it's orange. So it's easy to find because you're misplacing things all the time. And you look at it and go, yeah, that's interesting. But you know what you can do with those is uh, I could use that as a doorstop. I can swat a fly with it. I can toss it across the room to amuse my dog and have him fetch it. Connect and Sell allows your sales reps to talk to more decision makers in 90 minutes than they would in a week or more of conventional dialing. Your reps can finally be 100% focused on selling since all of their CRM data entry and follow-up scheduling is fully automated within Connect and Sell's powerful platform. Your team's effectiveness will skyrocket by using Connect and Sell's teleprompter capability as they'll know exactly what to say during critical conversations. Visit connectandsell.com. listening to the market dominance guys with your host chris beal of connect and sell and Corey frank of uncommon pro you know it's software right these aren't software but everything we sell nowadays has a thousand and one uses or ten thousand or a hundred thousand micro uses why do we have to configure software products we're making the product that is the product yeah, yeah. I don't ever just jump out of the box and work, except ours, actually, for a funny reason. It's because yeah. our product is not a product. Our product is the conversations that it produces. And so those are consistent because they're ancient. They go back 500,000 years or quarter million years or whatever it is that people, you know, whenever people started talking to each other, yeah. that stuff's so old, I don't have to worry about whether it's going to slip out between my fingers and become something else. The conversations are ancient. And they're very reliable. But the salesperson still, once they get that little bit of trust, they have to have something to sell. The product that you can sell consistently is the discovery meeting. And when you sell the discovery meeting, you must believe in the product, which is the discovery meeting. So the key to everything in market dominance is this. Make sure you get the first seven seconds right, assuring the other person that you're on their side. I know I'm an interruption. It's one way of doing that. And then showing them that you're competent to solve a problem they have right now. The problem I have right now, or they have right now, is me. So let's solve me. Can I have 27 seconds to tell you why I called? And that's how we're going to solve me. You do your thing. You listen. I do my thing. I tell you why I called. And it takes 27 seconds. And so we've solved the problem. 
Now the question is, what am I going to sell you in those 27 seconds? Mm -hmm. I'm going to sell you something I have to truly believe in, which is not my product will solve your problem. It's my meeting will teach you something. That's what I have to sell you. And to sell you that, I have to know what that something is. All good discovery meetings teach something in one of three dimensions. There's an economic dimension. They teach you something about your business with regard to, or your own situation with regard to risk or with regard to time or with regard to money, either getting it or saving it. There's an emotional dimension, usually around frustration, occasionally around fear, almost never around anything else. Those are the only two emotions to play. Mm -hmm. Third one is economic and emotional. Economic, emotional, and then the third one is strategic, which is you're going to learn something about another way that you might not have thought about or you didn't know was possible or safe or whatever of going from where you are to where you need to go. And you're going to learn all three of those things to some level in this discovery meeting. Therefore, since I know that, I believe in the potential value of that discovery meeting for you, the human being who's going to attend it, because companies don't learn, people learn, even if we never do business together. If I have that belief, and then I say anything that doesn't make you not want to attend the meeting, that's all. That's really what's funny about it. It's like a negative rule. If I don't use the category of my product at all, so that I keep you from being able to say, hey, you know what? That's great, Chris, but we're set. If I can avoid you making that fatal mistake of saying you're set, yeah. which you will always say if you think you know what I'm selling. Mm -hmm. Why will you say that? Because the alternative is that you're incompetent. Yeah. And you don't want to be thought of as incompetent, so you don't, you don't say that. You say I'm selling. There's a large amount of time to wordsmithing, nuance pacing, tone, role-playing around how to describe this discovery meeting that you're offering. Yes. As opposed to, hey, I'd like to take 15 minutes and tell you a little bit about what we do and how it can help your business team save time, money, and whatever it is, right? And so folks spend all this money on lists in their tech stack and their sales rep and the fucking ping-pong table and the hoopla, you know, and then when it gets down to it, the connected cell, they flip on the switch, and they have just a terrible surfboard that doesn't take them, or they're riding terrible waves, if you will. Um, yeah, they look, they look ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they look like me on a surfboard, right? <laughs> they look like they're lying down, or, you know, you prefer, I hope a shark eats that one. I don't ever want to watch that again. It's that kind of thing. So I'll give one example, and then I'm going to go talk with my friend Fallon at Node, because she's got the answer to something. She's going to call me in five minutes, so we'll just wait for her call. So this is why our pitch sounds like it sounds. So ours is, Corey, I believe we've discovered a breakthrough that completely eliminates the waste and the frustration that keeps your best sales reps from being effective on the phone or even using the phone at all. And the reason I reached out to you today is to get 15 minutes on your calendar to share this breakthrough with you. Do you happen to have your calendar available? Now, every word in there, that's five hours of work mm -hmm. to come up with that original set of words. Now it's down to one hour for somebody to learn the framework and maybe to believe in it enough to manage to it, which is what our challenge is, is please manage to this new framework. Yeah. And why do we care about it being precise? Because every word counts in the surfboard. It's like, do you want the surfboard to have a fin on it? Because if it doesn't have a fin, when you move your weight a little to the side on the back part, nothing happens. It spins. We don't want it to spin. We want it to cut into the wave at that point. 
oh yeah, but I don't like the fin because when I'm carrying the surfboard, the fin sticks out in a funny way and it's harder to put on the roof of my car. Well, screw your issue with the fin. Surfboards need fins, right? The reason for this word here, the reason for I believe in here, as uncomfortable as it is, is that's the fin on the surfboard. I believe allows you to come back later and move your weight a little bit and change the direction of the conversation. So that's why we put it there. So when we go through this process with folks, it only takes, like Sean McLaren says, oh, it takes me three minutes to work somebody's message. And I say, it takes me an hour. It's like, what do you do for an hour? I say, come watch sometime. So he came and watched and just sat in and I did one of them. And afterwards he said, oh, that's different. I said, yeah. And yet, the part where they do the message is only three minutes. And all I do to get them to do the message is this. You walk into a bar. Yeah. I yeah. take them into the bar, and they're in the third bar stool from the left. As your person, they're wearing their ICP jacket. It says ICP. They look like a motorcycle gang kind of person with patches and stuff. They're drinking with their right hand, so you know you have to sit down to their left because right-handed people want to be free to punch you with their right hand. You're a stranger, so, you know. And then you ask them. How was your day? <laughs> and they say, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> then they give you the litany, and it's Deming's litany. It's always the same. I didn't have one of the three things I needed, and I didn't have the time, the resources, or the support that I needed to do my job as well as I believe it should yeah. be done. The only thing we have to sell in the world. Yeah. Sadly, that's not the meeting. Yeah. So we, we have to know that that's out there or else we don't build our product. Yeah. We use that personal thing as that their feelings about their day as the bridge to the meeting. And we do that by taking yeah. their feeling and turning them into negative words that follow the phrase, I believe we've discovered a breakthrough that completely eliminates. And then we put that in there. And then before they can screw around with it, because that'll hurt them, we got to actually do something obvious. One, yeah. tell them why we called. Two, use the extra few seconds to sell the meaning. Today's show is also brought to you by UncommonPro.com. Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer or investor is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's really time to go big, you need an uncommon methodology to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. Through a modern and innovative sales and scripting tool set, we offer a guiding hand to ambitious leaders in their quest to reach market dominance. It's time to get uncommon with uncommonpro.com. Never miss an episode. Go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to marketdominanceguys.com and subscribe. Subscribe.